0: This episode is brought to you by Feldspar Ventures, an incubator studio that transforms early-stage media properties into multimedia entertainment franchises. Their team is passionate about transforming a creator's vision into reality and commercial success. To learn more, visit FeldsparVentures.com. Thanks for tuning in to All Things Video. I'm your host, James Creech. And today, again, in the month of August, we're doing something a little different. We've got educational, shorter episodes focused on specific topics. And I thought we'd do something fun today. I brought in one of my best friends and just someone who is exceptionally knowledgeable about online video, Thomas Kramer, our head of products and one of my co-founders here at Paladin Software. Hey,
1: everybody. It's uh, it's great to be here, James. Thanks for the illustrious intro.
0: Of course. No, excited to have you. I want to talk to you about a lot of things today. I thought we could start by jumping in and understanding some of the differences between the major online video platforms. Yeah,
1: uh, it's a great topic. We see a huge fragmentation of audiences across different types of video apps, uh, with different types of video consumption behaviors. Um, one of the primary differentiators that you'll see is how videos themselves are being discovered. If you look at like YouTube, traditionally, it's been very search-driven. If I want to see the video where the kid is... Uh, coming out of the dentist office, I look for David after dentist. And if I am really investing in a given personality, I'm subscribing to their content and it's getting pushed to me directly and there's not so much middle ground for discovery, at least not historically on YouTube. And then conversely you look at you know something like Facebook, which is very feed-driven and I am consuming content that is served to me that I haven't necessarily willfully sought out or that I'm not particularly engaged with, either with a brand or personality. Um, And then you look at things like Snapchat, where it seems like all the rules just go out the window, content isn't premium, it doesn't always make sense, it's not always linear, the the video is shot sideways, with vertical video, Uh, so there's a lot of different things going on.
0: And it seems like users are going to different platforms with different expectations, right? How do we establish a common set of metrics across video platforms? That's a big challenge, right, in understanding... How to compare audience or viewership on one site versus another?
1: First of all, you know the obvious answer to that is views. But what does a view actually mean? And to me, a view is a metric that the uh, purveyor of a given social platform uses as a vanity piece to inflate their size in the eye of the market. If we look at YouTube, for example, the view is trying to define a video start that has an amount of watch time that can be deemed significant, like a user stayed there for an inordinate amount of time that uh, they were able to consume something meaningful out of the content. They didn't just start the video and then jump away immediately. But then as we see these other platforms come along, they use a view and change its definition uh, to suit their needs to see if they are on some kind of comparable size with YouTube, at least while they are in a growth stage. Uh, a definition of a view on Facebook or Instagram is three seconds. That three seconds, viewership doesn't necessarily have to have the entire video frame uh, within the feed, at least that's my most recent understanding of it. You look at Snapchat and they purport views in their like quarterly reports and press announcements I don't really talk about what a view actually is. It's really just a story impression. If you see how a Snapchat story is constructed, if you're not a Snapchat user, it's a bundle of different pieces of content, whether it's images or very short videos. And if somebody sees the thing at all for any amount of time, it could be half a second while you're tapping through these to progress through the whole thing, they're counting that as a view. So going back to that original intent of what is a view, some you know, undefined amount of consumption that shows that, okay, somebody saw and consumed something meaningful out of this piece of content, that doesn't mean anything anymore, especially across uh, Facebook and Instagram and even and, you know, less so on Snapchat.
0: So what I'm hearing is every platform has a different definition of what determines a view. On newer platforms, as they seek to accumulate audience growth and show large numbers, it often looks a little closer to impression, right? It's that the fact that a video was served, not necessarily that it was user-initiated, mm-hmm. because that's certainly not the case on Facebook and we have autoplay in our feeds. And it doesn't necessarily mean that there is a significant video retention requirement, right? The audience mm-hmm. might not be completing a, a long portion or amount of that video, which is kind of the opposite of the standard that YouTube has set, which is very much click-to-play. There is intent behind it and there's also a significant watch time amount that contributes to whether or not the view actually counts.
1: Right. In YouTube's case that is, you know, vague. They don't tell you how much watch time needs to elapse. Say if we had a 3 second watch time requirement on YouTube and the content was an hour long, that wouldn't necessarily make sense because it's a very small percentage of the overall amount of content. But 3 seconds out of, you know, a 10 second video that's that's hyper short form content that lives on Instagram, maybe, does kind of make sense. Like, they saw 30% of this video, and that's not insignificant, but it is very short and different. Um, I think the question then becomes, like, with what currency do you measure consumption across all these platforms with equity? Keeping in mind that the way people consume this stuff is very, very different. I might see a live video broadcast on Facebook that's been going for you know, five hours from the Democratic National Convention, but I might only pop in for two or three minutes. And in my opinion, that is kind of a significant amount of consumption for that given thing, but there's absolutely no way I'm going to watch like 10 or 20% of that entire event. So really the the currency you boil it down to is watch time. How much time did anybody spend engaging with this given piece of content? It's really the currency with which you measure anything. Like, you can use watch time to measure... You know, how much time do people spend on YouTube versus Netflix or traditional television or even time spent playing video games or apps?
0: I think you're right. It boils down to watch time as a as a key metric. YouTube has that as one of the primary drivers in its search algorithm. So obviously YouTube is placing a lot of emphasis on that. Are we seeing that happen with Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Snapchat?
1: It's interesting. Uh Facebook has made watch time available within their data. So you can see minutes watch data, you can see average view duration. Um, they have more detailed retention data than YouTube does. They'll give you, you know, two-the-second uh, data on who was watching a video or what percentage of the audience was watching a video. So it could go that way. I think maybe they're holding that in their back pocket uh, before they want to swing for the fences against YouTube in terms of like, okay, our watch time is this, what's your watch time? Everybody lays their cards down on the table. Nobody really wants to do that right now because it is still such a growing pie and the market's so fragmented in terms of online video that I think people are a little scared of being perceived as, uh, as not the leader.
0: Another thing that occurs to me as interesting when you think about quantifying metrics across platforms is unique viewership. How many individuals actually consume a piece of content? If I watch a video 10 times, what is the relative weight of that versus 10 unique users choosing to watch a video?
1: Yeah, it's that's also really interesting, especially when you think of it from a branded perspective. In the case of, say, gaming content, you might have some super fan who's really into watching a gaming streamer and will watch them play through, I don't know, Fallout for six hours or something like that. But if I'm a brand and I'm trying to do a brand activation with that given influencer, they might have mountains and mountains of watch time from these hyper engaged fans that are watching many hours in a given day. But as a brand, I'm only reaching a handful of people. So really unique viewers is also a really important metric. And I feel like live video is the leader with that. If you look at like Periscope or Facebook live, you can see the actual amount of concurrent live viewers and then you can also see elements of a video after the live stream has ended uh, that had the most engagement. So you'll see like you know, little reaction smiley faces go across the stream, and they're plotting that on a graph for users when they, they come in uh, after the stream has ended. Those things are really important to keep in mind from a marketing perspective. Like how many people am I actually going to reach if I have somebody wear my t-shirt, or if I have somebody call out my.
0: And what about engagements? Are likes and comments and any other sorts of user actions an important metric to pay attention to?
1: I think it's a good metric to measure conversation appeal around a given piece of content. Is this thought-provoking or is it eliciting some kind of emotional response? If it's not eliciting much of one, you probably won't see a ton of comment activity. If it's not conversational or controversial, you're not going to see a lot of comment or engagement activity. I don't know if that's necessarily important like the when you look at watch time watch time really is the ultimate currency for engagement it's like I got somebody to stick around and see this thing you know I might watch a Ken Burns documentary or something if that was on YouTube but I don't really have a lot of strong commentary on Ken Burns's portrayal of the Civil War I just think it's interesting (laughs) doesn't mean it's less engaging
0: yeah Any other thoughts or takeaways?
1: I just think it's going to be really interesting when the marketplace starts asking these types of questions. I think there's a little bit of apathy, especially from a traditional media standpoint, looking at digital vanity metrics that don't mean anything. And on the digital side, I think there's a lot of skepticism around the metrics that television and other traditional media use to measure their audience. It'll be a really exciting day when everybody lays their cards on the table and is measured by the same standard of watch time. We can say, okay, this thing is more popular than this other thing in terms of consumption and unique
0: people. So to summarize, it sounds like all online video platforms operate differently and have different currencies in which they measure user activity. Mm -hmm. Views is certainly the most popular and what grabs the headlines, but it seems like increasingly watch time is the key metric to pay attention to in terms of where audiences are investing their time and how platforms are poised to do in the future. Absolutely. And I challenge uh, other social
1: platforms that don't have watch time, so that's everything except for YouTube and Facebook, as far as I know, to actually keep track of it so people can get a sense, at least if you're an influencer or a brand, how much your audience is engaging with something.
0: Well, this has been awesome. Thanks so much for sharing your time and expertise. Appreciate you being on the show.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you so much for listening. If you've liked this, please tell a friend. We hope that you will like our page on Facebook. Check out All Things Video on LinkedIn. And again, send us your questions and feedback to allthingsvideopodcast at gmail.com. See you next time.